0: To the Heads Up podcast. I am Jason Rogers, the Head of School of Rundle College Society, and I'll be your host for this season's episode. With each new podcast, we hope to explore interesting topics relating to Rundle College student, faculty, and parent life. This season, you'll hear interviews with faculty, parents, alumni, students, and educational experts. Each episode will aim to provide an insight and context to the happenings in and around our community. Thank you for joining me and everybody in the Rumble College Society on this journey, and I hope you enjoy this Rumble experience. All right, welcome back to the Heads Up Podcast. Today, I've got the great opportunity to meet with Miss Shannon Hart. Now, for those of you who don't know Miss Hart or of her, uh, you must get to know her, particularly if you love books like I do. Miss um, Hart and I have connected for a long time over a love of literature, and in more recent days we've been connecting over our love of the learning commons and the love of reading of students and the beauty and all that in the hallways and in our classrooms. And when I started doing this podcast, I thought, to myself, there were a few people I really needed to talk to and uh, Shannon was definitely one of them because I think our entire community continue to benefit from the curiosity around literature and reading and all the wonderful things that books can bring. So with that, uh, help me welcome Shannon to the Heads Up podcast. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, we're super thrilled to have you. So let's get right into it. So you love books, Shannon? Yes. Um, why don't you tell tell our listeners when your love affair with books really started?
1: I think I was born loving books. My mom says some of my first words were "rebo," which meant read books, and I always wanted <laughs> so to be. Cool. Yeah. I always wanted to be read to, and so much so that I would not sleep unless I had a book in my crib. So I'm not sure it ever began anywhere. It's always been part of who I am. I think my favorite part of elementary school were the read-alouds, and I Mm. remember my read-alouds from grade two, clearly. I remember my grade three teacher didn't read aloud, and it was devastating. I remember all of the read-alouds from grade four, five, six, and those still stick with me today. But I think one of the true things that helped me develop my love of reading is I have an uncle, Mm -hmm. and he gave me a really selected, carefully thought out piece of literature or a book for every single birthday or occasion for every single thing that happened to me in my life. So starting from when I was very small until this day. So he's built me an incredible collection of thoughtfully selected books. And that, oh, that's that so been a real gift.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, like, what I love about the conversation, Shannon, is, like, we know that kids are influenced by the number of books that are around them. Uh, influence in a really positive way and I think that's a little bit of what you're speaking to is having books around and having around all the time I guess what I'm trying to get to Um, a side question for you is what are those books that are always close to you like what are your favorite books that you never let get too far away
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, my favorite childhood books, I think, will always be important to me is my very first chapter book I read was Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. And that, that book, I, I read and read and read, and I still have the same edition that I had. And then Roald Dahl was one of my favorites because I didn't know that books could be so funny. Yeah. And his characters really come to life. And so those, those two books, I think, shaped the type of books that I still like today.
0: Right on and I think it's a little bit divergent, but we're talking about reading books and I'm curious too, like still within this question I guess, but what is your take on reading books versus listening to books? I mean, when are they useful for for audiences?
1: Oh, I I am a big fan of both. So I read a physical book every day, but I also listen to a book every day. Every day? Every day. And I think that listening to books has books. It's true it's i listen to books all the time and so listening book to books has allowed me to read so much more because i'm a teacher and i have a young child and i feel like everyone's saying like well where do you find the time and that's a question that people always ask and i think listening to books has really opened up that um, opportunity for me so i listen to books when i'm driving and when i'm folding laundry and emptying the dishwasher and I have a book going in the background but I also really love having a book in my hand and sitting down and having that experience of an actual book so I think both are very important to me
0: yeah I get it and I see it in our uh, learning commons and I see it all over the place the value of having actual books in hands is is huge but I think there could be lots gained from listening to books as well clearly that's that's a great way to do it now let's move on to your classroom, Shannon. I get to see your classroom every now and again, and it is totally clear that uh, not only do you love books and literature, but your kids do too. And so, uh, what's your your secret? What's your teacher to teacher wisdom around how do you inspire kids to love literature the way you do?
1: Uh, I think it's that's really easy. Is that I read. And I love reading, and so I talk about it, and I bring it to life, and it becomes part of my conversations. And that becomes contagious. So I discuss books with kids, and I take their recommendations. Um, On my desk, I have a stack of books and uh, my class calls at Heart Mountain and yeah. if they want to recommend a book to me they'll put it in Heart Mountain and I will read it and so I'm not very very far into Heart Mountain just two or three books this year but I think they value that I take the time to take their recommendations too but I think too I also help connect books to kids in the right place in the right time mm-hmm. so because I've read so many books I can say this book might be a good fit for you right now and getting that connection made helps kids love reading.
0: Totally, totally that's uh and I think it comes back to that piece of like it's not just reading to kids but having kids seeing you read which helps inspire them and I hope that's something that our community can take away and our parents in our community can take away and say you know what there's a ton of value in sharing that that enjoyment with kids.
1: And I read I read to the kids all the time and when I was teaching grade three they the kids always said that the best part of the day was read aloud time and it was because I would do the voices and I w- <laughs> I'm not afraid to be silly and I think hearing books helps bring them to life for kids too.
0: For sure and I think let's shift gears on to the next question. I mean bringing books to life is what you do and what's really been remarkable in my time with and around you is when you say stuff like well Jason you should read this book and I go and find that book and it turns out to be a picture book. Um, and so I want to just get back to why do you think picture books are so important to, to our kids and to, to learning as a whole?
1: Well, I think picture books are a really easy way in. I think for everyone, they're comforting. They're non-threatening, and they're fun and enjoyable because the memories associated with them are being read to when we're small. So mm-hmm. kids aren't thinking, are you marking me on this? They mm-hmm. can just enjoy what's happening. So it's a, it's an easy way in and I think they also are a shared experience so reading out loud picture books to kids we're all experiencing and discussing and dialoguing about things together but on a on a different note I think they really teach visual literacy and using the pictures to connect pictures to the text and the combination of that and I think also critical thinking skills are promoted as kids are filling the gaps between what they're seeing and understanding and what the deeper message is. And I think also it introduces complex concepts in a safe environment. Mm -hmm. So we have lots of really good discussions that have started from a picture book, and it paves the way to approach some harder things.
0: Totally. Now I'm going to totally put you on the spot, because I know you're comfortable with that kind of thing. (laughs) It's kind of a joke. But uh, the fact of the matter is I would love to know, what are your recommendations for like two or three picture books that families might want to pick up and read that could be thought-provoking?
1: Um, I just read Gifts from the Enemy to almost all of the elementary students around Remembrance Day. And that book is about a Jewish family and their experience in World War II and the gifts that came out of that for them. And that book is really, I think, really powerful. And I really enjoyed talking about that with students. And I also um, really enjoyed the book called Out, and I think that's by Angela George, and that's about a refugee family and their experience leaving their country and coming oh, to yeah. a new one. Yeah. And that has been very powerful. And then, of course, We Are All Wonders mm-hmm. is very timely as the movie comes out next week.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think that book is beautiful. as, as a, and I've read actually one of those other ones, and I, I can attest the beauty of the book and the power, too. So amazing. Thank you for that. Um, now let's shift gears to physical space just a little bit. We have just finished primary elementary school just over a year ago and we've got a neat little place called Learning Commons or the library I suppose we could call it as well. Um, tell me what your favourite parts of that space.
1: Um, the view is stunning when people walk into the space it's looking out over the mountains and it's breathtaking but that's not my favourite part. But I do love it. I, my favorite part is the picture book wall. So you can turn around from the view and look at an entire wall full of chapter books or novels. And it's so, um, it's so nicely um, built and put together. It seems very welcoming and inviting for the kids. And uh, it's so nice to see kids in there looking for books and making that space come to life.
0: Yeah, and we're seeing it. I think kids are really enjoying the space and... And they're all over the place, uh, enjoying books, and that's exactly, I think, what what we all hope for when we started it. Okay. Ready for the last series of questions here, Shannon? I'm ready. Okay. So we've got uh, lots of great reads all over the place, and I've asked you to kind of pre-prepare a few recommendations for the people who are choosing to listen and want to know some slam dunk books to read. So um, let's talk about the must-reads right now. So must-read for kindergarten to grade three, what would you say?
1: Um, Those ones I imagined families would be sharing those pieces so they would be reading them together with their children and so a new series out is called Heartwood Hotel and it's about a little mouse who gets lost and finds um, a new home in this hotel and makes some new friends and it's a really nice story about courage and bravery and friendship and there's a second book that recently came out with that series too and I really enjoyed the first one. My second one is called Dory Phantasmagory, and that's by Abby Hanlon. And Dory is such a rascal and such a troublemaker. And it's so fun to read this one out loud and share it. This is kind of a grade two-ish pick in my mind. And it's so fun to watch another kid be so mischievous, Mm -hmm. I think. And there's lots of laughs. And I think my favorite author, though, is Kate DiCamillo. And Mercy Watson is a really nice the series Mercy Watson um, is a nice way to start reading and sharing reading together in smaller chapter books but her other books in particular Miraculous Journey of Edward Tulane and The Tale of Despereaux are really nice books about how we treat each other.
0: Wow cool yeah no I can I can see the passion I hope you can hear the passion in, in Shannon's voice she's going through these and they're definitely worth reading I would I would suspect for sure so let's move on to um, grade four to six, what would be your top picks there?
1: Um, the book I was most excited about this year is Wish Tree by Catherine Applegate, and she wrote The One and Only Ivan, and her book I was waiting for, and it was not a disappointment at all. Sometimes authors have a series of books come out, and this is not the case because it's a beautiful story about belonging and. Um, it's told from the point of view of a tree, and so the tree stands back and watches how people are treating each other and then decides to intervene and play a role after years of standing still. And it also is very timely as we are talking about how do we welcome people into our country, how do we uh, welcome people into our community that maybe have different values or beliefs than our own. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Oh, and I have more. Okay, yeah, keep them coming.
0: This (laughs) this is all good. Like, I'm thinking, like, I'm building out my Christmas shopping list right now while you're talking.
1: I hope other people are doing the same. (laughs) Um, One of my favorite, uh, more funny authors is David Williams, and he is British. And he, um, I read aloud to my grade three class last year, and I'm reading out loud to my grade six class. And I have to say, I think they're equally loved, even though it's the same author, because he's so funny, but his books have a very serious social under tone so Mr. Stink I'm reading right now to my grade sixes and it's about the undertone is how do we treat people who are homeless and then Gangsta Granny is another really good one and that one talks about how we treat our elderly but it's dealt with in a really funny approachable way that makes us think and then finally my four to six pick is Fish in a Tree by Linda Mully Hunt and this is about a girl who is dyslexic, but she doesn't know that's what it is. She thinks that she just can't learn. And so she has a teacher who helps her see what can help her learn. And as she starts to develop that, she builds confidence in herself. But then around that, there's all sorts of tricky grade six issues going on as there are, and she has to figure out how she wants to proceed.
0: Wow, how cool. Super exciting, particularly for our Academy families, Academy listeners out there. I can see that being totally applicable and uh, a great read. Okay, let's move on to adolescence.
1: So my young adult books I read, I think, just because I like them. I don't have any (laughs) of these in the learning commons or I just really enjoy young adult books. So I think one of the most powerful books I've read this year is The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Mm. And this is about a girl who witnesses uh, a shooting, a police shooting of her friend. And it talks to racial relations in the United States. And she is the only witness and so it's up to her if she wants to use her voice and stand up or if she does what will the repercussions to her family and her community be because the police force is all-powerful wow. and it's a very powerful read and then my other favorite author is Nicola Yoon and she writes Everything Everything which I think is coming as a movie or maybe already has and The Sun is Also a Star and they're both excellent books that had me thinking about the person that I want to be and how I move throughout the world.
0: Wow, cool, No, that, those are giant takeaways, and I agree those are just fun books to read even if you're an adult. I think there's always giant takeaways in those books. Um, last but not least, let's talk about par- books that parents might enjoy.
1: I think the books that have changed me the most as a teacher and as a parent have been the books by Brene Brown and my introduction to Brene Brown started with Daring Greatly and it was given to me by a friend and she said I think this book is required reading for humans yeah I'm kidding I agree and I was like whoa (laughs) that's a pretty pretty big thing to say and so I read it and then I finished it and then started it all over again and there's so many important messages in that book for me as a teacher and as a parent. And then her, Brene Brown's latest book, Braving the Wilderness, The Quest for Belonging and Courage to Stand Alone was also an incredibly important book for me and so important to teach our kids that lots of times, what are we willing to sacrifice to fit in and what are we willing to do when the time is right and when when it's important or do we have the courage to stand up? And that's important for adults because we're modeling that and the kids see it and pick up on it.
0: Yeah, they're absolutely stunning books and easy to read and even better, I think, when you listen to Brene read them as well in audio format. And so I, I couldn't agree more, Shannon. Amazing recommendation. Thank you for all of those. Okay, now moving on to the final segment of every show that we do here on the Heads Up, and it's the Rundle Rumble. So the Rundle Rumble is a quick fire rundle association game. Shannon, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say one word or, you know, on occasion, maybe one or two words. And I'm just asking you to say what's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say them. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. There's 10 of them. Okay. Okay. We'll go through them as quick as we can. So here we go. Number one, Brene Brown.
1: My favorite author right now.
0: Okay. Number two, the picture book out.
1: Oh, moved me to tears.
0: Ah, that's beautiful. Okay. Number three, your favorite novel.
1: Oh, I can't do that one. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite novel? Oh. Uh, no, no idea. Not even one? No.
0: Oh, okay, maybe we'll come back to that. <laughs> come back to that <laughs> one. <laughs> pass. Okay, number, I'm giving you a pass because I know okay. you're thinking about it so hard. Okay, uh, number four, primary school. Magic. Yeah, okay, awesome. Number five, Mr. Clark. Energetic. Number six, grade six.
1: Uh, also energetic, but I think curious and thoughtful too. Yeah.
0: Okay. Wonderful. It's a wonderful time. Uh, number seven, heart loves books.
1: Oh, how I describe myself.
0: <laughs> if you, if you don't know, you should check out Shannon Hart's Heart love book feed on, uh, Instagram. And, uh, it's pretty cool. You get to see all kinds of new books all the time. Um, number eight, Jillian.
1: Oh, She is challenging and lovable and full of questions.
0: Yeah, and I know Jillian a little bit. Jillian and my son Emmett went to day school before together, and I think they'll be lifelong friends, I hope. And so (laughs) she's really awesome. Um, Number nine, what's your passion?
1: Reading books.
0: Easy one, right? Do you want to come back to your favorite novel now that I gave you an easy one? No,
1: I can't pick just one probably Wonder right now because everyone's talking about it and it but it changes all the time and I think I have a favorite and then I have another favorite but Wonder really has stuck with me after all of these years and I read a lot of books and I often can't remember details or Mm -hmm. characters names Mm -hmm. in that book I remember all the details and I know the characters names and it really stuck with me so let's go with that for now. totally
0: transformative and there's no secret that that whole idea of kindness in our community really was born out of reading that book Mm -hmm. in my mind, at least. And so very cool. Pick it up and read it. And, uh, number 10, last but not least, what is success to
1: you? Success to me is being comfortable in your own skin and feeling confident as you move throughout the world.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, Shannon, that was amazing. That whole Thank you. interview is really great. Um, thanks for taking the time and stepping out of your comfort zone to join me on the Heads Up podcast. It's really my dream for this podcast to be able to celebrate those in our everybody in our Rundle community and those who have really deep passions in certain areas so that we can um, further explore those together. So I think all of our listeners now know how passionate you are about books and know where your talents and skills really lie And I hope that they reach out to you and further enrich their worlds through your experience and knowledge. So thank you again, Shannon. And uh, I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it was my absolute pleasure.